everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? Uh, <sighs> Robbie, when I said I wanted more episodes about side characters, I meant good episodes. I, I think there might have been some confusion there. The monkey paw curls, Matt. The monkey paw really curls. Does. Uh, this is episode 400 of the show. <laughs> Fireworks, you know. Mm-hmm. I have a dog. It could have made last week's episode the the, uh, the no the four hundredth episode, but no. no, no. This is episode four hundred, uh, and it convenient. Strangely, you know, it is it is the the four hundredth episode of The Simpsons, also, um, which with the way we number episodes and the fact that we they don't always we a total coincidence, honestly, that we ended up as the four hundredth episode of The Simpsons at the same time as the actual four hundredth episode of the Simpsons, um. I don't know what that means. Uh, I do have some other news before we begin the show is that apparently The Simpsons was the number one watch show on Disney Plus in the year 2021 by by a lot, apparently. Wow. So have no fears, Matt. They have well, the stories are like for the years. Office and Friends. You put it on the background, you don't actually watch it. That's still uh, hasn't. That, and yet Friends and The Office both make lots and lots of money every single year just because of the streaming rights. Uh, luckily, Disney owns The Simpsons, so they don't have to pay anybody or anything. Can't wait uh, exa- for it. I hope. Ready for season 50, Matt? <sighs> we do this until we die. Yep. The original voice actors will long have since passed on. Yep. Yep. AI reconstructions of Dan Castellaneta doing Homer in the year 2065. Uh, we are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month. Gain access to all of our bonus content. We have a couple people to thank, Matthew. Ready. <laughs> What, Robbie? What? You're supposed to say, yeah, the best people alive. Oh, sorry. All that. Not ready. Like you're a, I'm like, I'm telling you to jump off a building. Uh, Faith Boyd. Thank you, Faith. Thank you, Faith. And Deshauna Zazueta. That's my best guess. I apologize if I butchered it. Thank you, Deshauna. Thank you, Deshauna. Uh, this week's episode is the last episode of season 18. We made it through season 18. Matt, we're almost to the movie. Actually, we're at the movie, Thank technically, goodness. as soon as we get through this, which may oh, true, yeah. take the last of my reserve. Uh, it's, yeah. Did I already say it? You can't always say what you want. Episode JBF15, originally aired May 20th, 2007, written by Tim Long, directed by Matthew Nastuck, received a 5.4 rating with 9.9 million viewers. No chalkboard gag, no couch gag, no normal intro at all uh, in celebration of the 20th anniversary of the show when counting the shorts. The entire opening is replaced with a black screen that raised 20 years ago, followed by a showing of the Tracy Ullman show, Simpson short family portrait, which has more charm, has more laughs, has more everything more than this episode of the Simpsons does. Despite the fact that it was made 20 years prior and has terrible animation. Uh-huh. That's where we're at. Uh, where I'd rather watch the Simpsons shorts over this dreck that we have gotten. We just got a good episode in 24 minutes. I think pawn further pondering. I'm I'm willing to call it a good episode. I think it is a good episode. Uh, and then they just return back to this nonsense. Uh, this episode guest stars Ludacris as himself and Maurice LaMarche as Birch Barlow. Or you know, three you know, seconds. You know what I was clamoring for? More Birch Barlow? More Birch Barlow. I love Birch Barlow. Why don't we bring him back? No, no one asked that. Uh, also no, Ludic- no, no. Let's bring him back now and he can die. 
You know what, Matt? Normally, I would I would condemn your kind of negativity and anger, but after this episode, <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, uh, this episode and how bad Rush Limbaugh is, we could do that. Well, was um, was so. Who boy? Oh my god, guys! Back, buckle up. This is a t- this was rough. Um, I do my best not to scream. So, so it begins with Patty, Selma, Marge, and Maggie playing Pictionary. Marge and Maggie are on a team. Patty and Selma are on her team. And Marge and Maggie are crushing it. Um, this is uh, the by far the most entertaining thing that happens in this episode. Uh, it's the only thing in this episode that brought me even a modicum of joy. Was Maggie. Maggie uh-huh. Maggie just draws random nonsense on this board. And Marge identifies it. it I make- mean, if you've ever listened to a child talk, especially a young child... That's basically the audio version of what Maggie is doing here. That's I literally was about to say, Matt. I, I in the over the holidays, I, I spent time with my my sister and her little and my little niece, her daughter, who's two years old, who mostly speaks in nonsense. But my sis, my sister can just translate it instantly. She's like, "Oh yeah, okay." And I'm like, "I have no idea what what she's saying." I've literally Those words. They they were a completely separate language. I'm just nodding, going, "Okay, great." Um, but that's what I had in mind when I was watching this. I'm like, and it's very sweet. Um. It makes no sense, honestly. Like, why would they be in Patty and Selma's apartment and playing Pictionary and Maggie would be playing with them? Why? Like, this is not a thing that would actually happen. But maybe maybe Marge knew. Marge was like, we can crush them because I know my baby. And, and also way more intelligent than she should be. By the bounds of this episode, this actually makes more sense than anything else that happens in this entire episode. It's full of nonsense. Um, But... In the mid, and I can't capture this clip. Unfortunately, it's all visual. There's there's very little audio that makes sense to it. Um, in the midst of this Pictionary game, Maggie realizes somehow Maggie is on track of what time it is, and through Pictionary tells Marge that it's almost time uh, for the kids to be home, and therefore almost time for them to go to a dentist appointment. Um, they run for the door. The car won't start, and then we get a two minute long sequence maybe oh at least at least two minutes it it goes through almost five minutes the episode we or halfway through four minutes and 30 seconds my time before us is when this this segment ends uh but the pictionary sequence like the episode starts a minute and a half in after the the short and then we get i don't know maybe a, a minute of this pictionary gag so it's literally two minutes of this and this is i guess it's okay but what is this? Why is this? This episode is called You Can't Always Say What You Want. You read the synopsis for this. It's about Kent saying a swear word, swear word on air, on air and having getting in trouble. What What is this? We're watching Marge for two minutes. Marge. This is also all visual. I cannot capture really clips here where Marge, because the car doesn't start, runs home with the baby. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this, Matt. Mm-hmm. This at least has is like meaningful and visually inventive. Like that's true. It it is interesting to watch at least a little bit. Yeah, like there's like we get shots from like Marge's POV. We get shots uh, from like as she's like uh she goes underneath a truck and like see we see the bottom of the truck. We see her point of view as she runs through a quickie mart and a poo hands off of her like a uh uh a slushy right. Mm-hmm. She drinks like from her perspective, we see her drink it like 
there's that like they're like it's visually inventive in that way we see her walk, like she runs through let's see we see a poo wigum quimby she goes underneath a truck into the sewer through a saint patrick's day parade through a dog park oh, oh don't forget that she uh swaps maggie for a gun that was snake at some point yeah she does that as well during the, the wigum sequence the wigum apparently gets shot so that's great but what it like what is this you you go well does this matter to the the con the rest of the context of the episode no not at all not even a little there's no, nothing that's that's my biggest problem like we haven't even gotten anywhere close to the actual crux of the episode because it doesn't happen until the very end of act one over 10 minutes in so, and that's what blows my mind about this episode it's what the hell there's there's and there's nothing like it's just like filler there's it's just like stuff happening and you're like okay i mean okay well, i guess it's better it it turns out it's better than the stuff that ends at the the second half of this episode because the second half of this episode is rushed through like not like like crazy and we never get to anything. But none of this means anything because Marge gets home with the with Maggie, um, and calmly greets the kids uh, and then reveals to the kids and Homer that they are going to the dentist. And then they go to the dentist, and we get like multiple scenes at the dentist and Robbie, you might ask where, what does Kent Brockman have to do with all this? Nothing, literally nothing has nothing to do with all this because we get multiple scenes at the dentist. I, this is actually has like thing like audio content that I could pull and show you the audience. Uh, this is my first clip. It's just Homer at the dentist. Uh, Mr. Simpson, have you been flossing regularly? Absolutely, all the time. I go to the floss store and they're like, whoa, there he is again. Because <laughs> I buy so much floss. Let's just get started. Oh my God, my gums! They hurt so much! I haven't started yet. I know, but a breeze from that window went in my mouth. Ugh. Oh! 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 You butcher! Don't worry, sweetie. I'm sure that man has some special tooth problem. I don't even have a special tooth problem. This is just a routine checkup. Oh! The bib is choking me. It's over. <laughs> that wasn't so bad. Love Dennis jokes. Again, these are like the boringest dentist jokes. Yeah, like, it's so incredibly basic. Like, there's nothing here. Remember, like, uh, was it Last Exit of Springfield where, you know, Lisa needs braces, dental plan. Like, that, her going to the dentist and, the like, the, 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 the book of British teeth or whatever it's called, plus the, the homage to Batman 89. Like, visually inventive, creative, menacing dentist figure. Instead, we get this, just like Homer screaming nonsense for 30 seconds. Um, then we cut to Lisa, who's watching a video, a, an educational video about teeth, about like about teeth, tooth care. But it's like youthified. So that all the bacteria, the bad bacteria in your mouth are all like gangsters mm -hmm. with like very stereotypical voices and attitudes and they like have uzis and they shoot the teeth but then ludicrous shows up playing a toothpaste oh so we get a uh very uh not gaslighting um <laughs> lamp lighting. i forget the exact term lamp for shading it, where at least lamp shading thank you where at least calls out 
But, oh, you know, this uh, seems like it, it does, it, it glorifies it, but it's also against it. It's like, yeah, we get it, Lisa, you're making an allusion to rap videos. I mean, it's just so basic. Uh, yeah. And I get that The Simpsons occasionally do stuff like that, but this is so basic that I feel like anyone over the age of 12 would have gotten it. So you don't need to lampshade those things. This is a grandpa joke. I, I'm going to make allusions to this multiple times. This is a grandpa joke where we make this, the scary bad guys bacteria gangsters. And you're just like, okay. And then Ludacris shows up as toothpaste, but then Ludacris shows up in real life at this dentist office. And to thre- threaten him. It's he threaten a dentist. And I, I don't know what's going on anymore. Um, I, Ludacris plays himself well enough. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> uh, then we cut. Still, we're still at the dentist, guys. Still the dentist. You'd be going, well, does this have anything to do with the plot? Nope, not at all. Uh, Skinner is at the dentist uh, under the effects of laughing gas. And Bart shows up and pretends to be a dentist and tortures him for a little bit. Matt, what is what? what are we watching? This is the first time I write, what is this? It's the first, but it definitely is not the last because no. it has no bearing whatsoever on the plot. It's just them wasting time that they didn't want to spend on the plot because they had jokes about. This feels like someone someone wrote this scene while they were eating chicken fingers at lunch. They scribbled it on a napkin and then they were like, well, we have 30 more seconds. We need to fill in the first act. Uh, we'll just have Bart torture Skinner always under the dental always under laughing gas. And no, it doesn't make any sense. But again, I'm not going to. Um, there's bigger things that don't make any sense. I'm going to spend my time on that. Um, but he tortures Skinner for like 30 seconds to a minute, maybe. Uh, none of it's funny. It's just kind of mean. It's like there's no reason for any of this. It's just Bart being like a sadist. And you're like, why? Why are we watching this? Um, they finally, finally, Matt, I cannot be thankful enough. They leave the dentist. They leave it. They, they're they gone. Um, and they immediately go to the ice cream parlor because no one else except Marge likes the feeling of te- of clean teeth. Um, so now we're at ice cream parlor. Mm-hmm. So we have, uh, let's see, inciting incident. This is, I think, this is actually the inciting incident. This is actually the inciting incident because it gets Homer to Kent Brockman. I'll call this that is true. Yeah, this ice cream parlor scene, the actual inciting incident. But before this, I'm going to count the scenes we have. We have Patty, Selma, Marge, Maggie's Pictionary. That's one. Maggie and Marge's rush to the house. That's two. That's very long, I'll say, but it is still a single scene, I would call it. Um, the scene at the house with the kids, Homer and March. We have Homer at the dentist. We have Lisa at the dentist. We have Bart and Skinner at the dentist. We have a scene in, this, a scene in the car. That is seven scenes before we get to the actual inciting incident in this episode. Mm-hmm. Taking up nine minutes, probably. Nine minutes of this episode to... Pictionary with a baby and Marge running through dog parks and and uh, Homer screaming nonsense and like what? Okay. Um, they're at the ice cream parlor, Matt. Finally, mm. we're getting somewhere. Uh, th- I just put all this in a big long clip. This is I. This is ice cream, Kent, and the end of Act One. What the hell is a fun day? It's a Sunday. That's fun. I like that. But I'm on a bit of a health kick, so I'll take the low-fat vanilla with the following mix-in. Snickles, gooey bears, Charlottesville chew, nice and many, cat kit, Herschel smooches, Mrs. Bad Bar, and milk dudes. Copper cone? 
uh, cone. <gasps> Congratulations! You just purchased the one millionth ice cream cone sold by this store. Oh my god, this is amazing! Wait, I'm gonna be driving. I'll go for the cup. Dad? Fine cone. What's this? Tonight on Smartline, a provocative discussion of the Middle East will not be featured. Instead, we'll be talking to a man who bought an ice cream cone. It's me. Of course, that has nothing to do with the fact that this station and the ice cream company are owned by the same corporation, but I digress. All right, let's just get through this. Uh, Mr. Simpson, tell us how it felt when you bought the fateful treat. I've never been to war, but I imagine it feels just like your first kill. The happiness swept me away. Ah, <laughs> oh, that hurt like a different dishes. What'd I miss? Kent Brockman said a horrible swear. Which one? Uh, I'll etch a sketch it for you. Etch, sketch, etch, sketch. Ah, shake it! Shake it! Uh, it won't come off! Where's the hammer? <sighs> Robbie, do you want to start with how this doesn't make logical sense or how it's just really stupid in general? <sighs> Let's start with the, the... I'm gonna... I, I, like, I, there's... Okay, man. This episode, it's obvious. It takes ten minutes to get here. By the way, end of Act Two. This is the end of Act One. It's ten minutes eight seconds in when we go to commercial for the first time. Okay, so that's the first thing where you're like, oh, they if they really want to tackle this relatively like it is an interesting idea about you know censorship on television and watchdog groups and how uh, the networks are you know how the networks work with all this. Like, there's interesting things you could say. Obviously, The Simpsons. In a lot of ways, is a show predicated a, that is about television and about television families and how they reflect us, how we ref, we ref, it's a mirror to us, and obviously they could easily do an episode about this and make it really good. And if you want to use Kent Brockman in his really first big episode, like the first one where he gets a lot of time and becomes a character, this is obviously a good like it's a good place for that, but. One, they spent 10 minutes to get here. They've wasted half this episode on ice cream parlors and dentists and Pictionary with babies. So it's already, we're already lost. But they built this on a false premise, one that they would know. They work in TV. Lie, anything lie, like, I don't know if everyone knows this, Matt. I'm going to say it. Maybe a lot of people do know it probably, but I'm just going to make it very clear. Anything that is live television is called live is on a delay. A very short delay. Usually, yeah, it's usually about five to ten seconds. But long enough for whoever there's a someone watching, someone listening the entire time. And when someone says, let's say, a swear word or you know reveals un like nudity unexpectedly, or there's a, some terrible violence that we didn't that wasn't expected, it is live. You don't know what's going to happen. That person will step in and censor it. So regardless of what Kent says, which doesn't really matter what word he said, there's literally nothing that could shock me. I don't know. Like, I don't I that that's a, like there's so many contradictions here that break the destroy this. The premise of this episode before it even starts one, it would be censored. They have a censor. They would censor the word. And maybe Kent would be like, oh, no, Kent said a word and they had to censor it. OK, that's a different thing altogether. But two. If this is such a terrible swear, 
Why would Bart and Lisa know the word at all? Yeah, you'd think, I mean, Bart maybe, but I feel like Lisa probably wouldn't know the word and be confused. And, like, how bad can swears be, exactly? I mean, because I feel like anything, unless it's, like, obscurely racist, is a swear that we hear all the time. Like, there aren't that many, there aren't many new swears. Yeah, this isn't, like, is it, also, this is in 1990. This is 2007. South Park's on the air, been there for years. I'm fairly certain this is after their S-word episode aired. Um, I, what could Kent say that's so oh, scary? Um, and like the fact that Marge reacts so violently to it, where she literally smashes an etch sketch with a hammer, and Bart's too afraid to say it. Wouldn't Bart be happy to say it? Yeah, Bart seems like the kind of person who would love to say a, a swear like that. I mean, he in the literally in the last episode, he had Skinner teach him a new one. Exactly. All these problems here immediately. Just immediately all these problems. Um, there's more, but those are the ones that were like, none of this none of this makes sense, guys. None of this makes sense. Uh we go to commercial ten minutes and eight seconds. And when we come back, uh <laughs> Robbie is right. This is all stupid. It would have been censored. Uh but Kent has to uh, make an apology. And uh then he goes out and about and thinks he might be clear. Earlier on this broadcast, I said a word so vile it should only be uttered by Satan himself while sitting on the toilet. I apologize and will make a large donation to charities that fight teen cursing. Good night. <sighs> hmm. People don't seem so mad. Ah, uh, excuse me, sir. Did you see my broadcast tonight? Oh, God, no. I get my news from the internet, like every other normal person under 70. Farewell, dinosaur. No one saw my show. So, no one heard my filthy faux pas. My career is safe. Well, the important thing is we got through this crisis together. That makes us friends, right? Uh, hey, look, it's the airport bus. You should get on it. Okay. So, yes, uh, as we can see, uh, this was, what, 2007, 2008, somewhere in there. Um, so no one saw Kent Brockman say anything because no one watches the local news, uh, unless you're over 70, in which case you probably can't work a phone well enough to call in and complain. <laughs> that's not, so, that, that's mean. All right. I'm, uh, I'll call you on that one. There's plenty of, there, there's people know how to use phones. I mean, people are 70 know how to use phones way better than I do, to be fair. Like, I don't hate talking to people true. on the phone. They they enjoy talking to people on the phone. However, since most of the uh, landlines have been destroyed by a lack of maintenance by the phone companies, they no longer work. So the old people can't uh, use their phones anymore. You're so, because, you're you know, so mean, Matt. You're so bitter. Why are you so angry about the facts of life? <laughs> yes, I'm so angry about the facts, the the, the reality that we live in. It's, <laughs> I know. It's weird, isn't it? Just ignore it. Put your head in the sand like I do. <laughs> Uh-huh. Anyway, so uh, Grandpa, however, uh, saw what happened and is very upset. Uh, lists a, uh, a long list of words that he does not approve of on television. I don't care. I'm going to, like, Matt, this is the sec. We just heard Homer name a bunch of nonsense candies. You know, he didn't say mm -hmm. the actual name of the candy. He made up a fake, like, Snickles instead of Snickers. Mm -hmm. You heard it. I played that in a clip. Then we have the Grandpa here doing another long list of words that he can't that they wouldn't used to be able to say on TV. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure we get one more, a long list. Oh yeah. We get a long sequence over the, when they're watching Fox, uh, Fox later with Kent and, uh, Kent Homer and Lisa are watching television. Another long rep repetitive scene. And you're like, guys, 
this is why you're just writing filler you're like oh here's a long list who it's every hey guys let's just brainstorm a lot of things grandpa would say and put it in the episode but there's no context for it why did like what does this matter for the episode why does grandpa being upset matter mm-hmm. okay it doesn't it doesn't okay. at all, all right. because they needed they didn't filler so uh no one cares as we can see uh, except for grandpa because no one was watching unfortunately for everyone uh, it turns out that Flanders has everything on videotape and regularly reviews it uh, for things he finds objectionable. Now to peruse the local news. The happiness swept me away. Ah, oh, that hurt like a... <gasps> God's least favorite word uttered on the public airwaves. Two online Christian soldiers. Subject televised super swear. Daddy, what are you doing? Ploring people I never met to pressure a government with better things to do to punish a man who meant no harm for something nobody even saw. That's what I'm doing. Daddy, we think you need a new mommy. First things first. So, yes, that trenchant commentary on uh, the likes of outrage associations that are supposedly guarding our morals uh, is as close as the Simpsons are going to get to biting commentary in this particular episode um, hey, because hey man I've, i'm gonna raise my hand hey uh mm-hmm. robbie i have a question can i ask one question please go for it robbie do we see ned flanders ever again in this episode not even a little bit so he's in, he's literally in this single scene correct uh so this isn't what this episode is actually about then it's not about like you know it's not about outrage and people uh you know complaining about things on the te- television no, you'd think so, but no. Uh, how we are now halfway through the episode, and that is is more than halfway through the episode, and that is what we've gotten to. No, it's it has something to do, as best I can take, as, as I can see, with the media ecosystem and truth, and how the media has been co opted by the rich. Uh, at least that's what we're supposed to think. But anyway, but, so wait, but he just Kent Brockman. He did a swear. That was the whole thing. Uh huh. Okay. So the the point is, Ken Robinson does swear. Uh, he gets demoted, and so he decides to start speaking truth to power until power send, uh, agrees to pay him a lot of money and rehire him, and then he no longer speaks truth to power. It's basically how the media can be bought off. Uh, the, this whole thing with Kent saying a swear and getting fired, that just gets to get Kent to the point where he wants to back in uh, to the media ecosystem because he was kicked out. Because he is very happy, as we have seen in previous episodes with Chloe and all this other in the local media. What? <sighs> Yeah, but remember uh, Marge's friend from uh, high school, no, Chloe. And... No, I don't remember that. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. I didn't. Anyway, I didn't, I didn't see that episode, Matt. So I don't know anything about that. Of course, you didn't. Unfortunately. <laughs> okay, so Kent is demoted to weatherman uh, on the air. He reads his own firing notice and says that oh, uh, there's a huge fine against local TV newsman Kent Brockman, who's now being kicked down to TV weatherman or weekend weatherman, uh, not uh, regular weatherman. That's still Arnie Pie or traffic guy or whatever. Uh, and so uh, Kent goes and does the weather while Arnie writes on the uh, the green screen behind him uh, messages about how much Kent stinks. Didn't even sucks, just stinks. Like, okay. Uh, Arnie takes over as the anchor, which is what he's always wanted. Uh, they are given a $10 million fine by the FCC, which, yeah, okay, if, if this local news is like all the others, it's owned by Sinclair Broadcasting, who makes billions and billions of dollars a year, so $10 million in that I mean, deal would probably be I will, I will cut down on appeal. I'll, I will say this, Matt. Um, Sinclair is, like, 
hundreds or not, if not billions of dollars in debt at this point. So they're not. Well, yeah, because they got a whole bunch of money to buy stations, and then uh, once the hedge funds that uh, you know took them over are, sell the actual stock to people, then they're going to go under, and all these new stations will be out of business. That's how you make. That's how you make value in finance. Okay, I'm just saying. I don't. Whatever. The, this is all made up. This is all nonsense. Um, and this doesn't matter. Why does there? Okay, I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to yell. This is just nonsense. This is just Mad Libs. In it, all this is is to get to the point where Kent gets fired. That's the entire point of the first two acts of this. But it would so. But it's all made up. Like there wouldn't be. This does not reflect any sort of reality. If you want this episode to actually tackle something with any any teeth whatsoever, it has to represent, or at least represent a form of reality. Uh, it doesn't feel real. It wouldn't be a ten million dollar fine. It's a local news station. It's one curse word. It would not be that much be like 10 grand it wouldn't be much it, at all no uh and this doesn't matter because it's not ultimately what this episode is about even it i i don't i i could write a better episode in my sleep i cannot believe i'm, I'm sure you've dreamed better episodes i i'm sorry i just i'm i'm just i know the entire time i watch these i watch these i'm gonna make this like give this a give our audience an idea I'm watch. I watch these episodes like I've clenched fists, like I'm about to be in a fight. You know, like you're like you're you're getting ready. Like you feel like you're the adrenaline starting to pump. You're like getting fight. The fight or flight response is triggered, and I want to fight, but then I can't fight until this podcast. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. So I, it makes me want to yell. Like I'm right. My fists are ready. I'm ready to punch, but I don't have anything to punch. Well, thankfully, uh, that is the case because otherwise you'd be uh, have a lot of broken stuff around you. I mean, I have thrown things while we've recorded. It literally was a few weeks ago. I think I did that. Or I smashed. Oh, I was hitting my chair. That's what I was doing. I hit my chair. Mm-hmm. What happens next, man? Well, uh, Kent is knocked down to do the voice. Or sorry, uh, no, uh, they can't have voice actors for Itchy and Scratchy, so Krusty has to do the voices because I guess because of the fine, they can't afford them, but. Is Itchy and Scratchy only on Krusty the Clown? Is that, is that why? Anyway, doesn't ma- it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> Krusty is therefore upset at Kent uh, because he, he has to do the voices and doesn't want to. Uh, Lindsay then fires Kent. Uh, not for this. Let's be clear. The station stands by its anchors, uh, but then she basically accuses him of having cocaine in his dressing room and fires him for drug abuse because that's what corporate America does. They'll never fire you for the reason they want to fire you. They'll fire you for a less legally actionable uh, offense. So if you start, uh, you know, poking and starting a union, no, 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 they're going to fire you for attendance. That's what they're going to fire you for. So just be aware of that. And the point is, we don't care because up until this point, we have spent five minutes with Kent and why we're supposed to be sad for him because he got fired because he said a swear word. Okay, whatever. The incredibly good part of all this is this act is now over. We go to commercial and it's up to Robbie to finish this out with this incredible stupidity that happens next. I want to make it clear that, yeah, there, this only works. An episode that is centered around Kent, his struggles with the, with the channel, and ultimately him getting fired. We can only sympathize with him if we spend time with him, see him struggling with the the with some onerous management, onerous leadership. Like, there's a peak of it very early when, like, I wouldn't say early on because it's literally 10 minutes into the episode, but... We see Kent when he's doing the interview with Homer, and he says, "This the would be a 
piece about the the about Iraq or something. And but instead, I'm doing an uh, interview about ice cream, and that's a peek into that frustration of like, oh, I want to do real news, but instead, I'm doing fluff pieces because that is what our audience uh, eats up, and it's what also what our management wants us to cover. If there was ten minutes of that of us watching Kent want to tell like real news stories, but getting cut off by management telling him no we're not going to do real news stories we're going to do fluff pieces um then there we have some empathy for kent we would have like he'd be like oh this is a real story this affects people i need to tell people we need to tell people about this and they go nah that's something nah bro nah nah uh that's something that that would build us to like a, a closer connection to kent because oh kent is um, despite the fact that Kent, for the most part, has been also like the beacon of fluff news a lot of the time, so it's hard to make that hard right turn. You could do it if you just spent some time and tried. Uh, they don't, though. They spend time with ice cream and dog parks and Pictionary. Uh, we come back. Kent, now, uh, lives with the Simpsons. Marge, the couch is lumpy. That's because you're sitting on me, you lummox. Kent Brockman. I invited him to stay with us for a few days. His career is ruined, and I was afraid he might commit you-know-what aside. I'm sorry, Marge, but I won't live under the same roof as a member of the liberal media. You'll have to excuse him. He's been watching a lot of Fox News. Did you know that every day, Mexican gays sneak into this country and unplug our brain-dead ladies? We have to take him, Mr. Brockman. He wouldn't be in this mess if you hadn't dumped coffee on his lap. Oh, sure. Put down a simple guy like me who works hard and plays by the rules. Dad, you barely go to work at all. And you're constantly flouting the law. I'm willing to change my mind, and that makes me great. You can stay, but you have to give us an 8x10 for our wall of casual acquaintances who came to stay for a while. Apu sang a song. What are you going to do? Ha 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 ha. Remember when Apu sang a song? That was so hilarious. I mean, I do remember that, Matt. Unfortunately, uh, nostalgia does not is not a shortcut for actual storytelling. Um, what? No. Take note of that, Ghostbusters. Um, I mean, take note of that, Simpsons, because season thirty three of The Simpsons is the same freaking thing. Um, still referencing the golden years, expecting that to do all the work for them. So, okay, first things first, Matt. Oh my god. Uh huh. I'm losing my mind. That is that clip I played. Okay, with Homer sitting on the couch, sitting on Kent. Mm-hmm. That is literally the first thing that happens in that in Act Three. Okay, there's no. I didn't uh-huh. omit anything. That is the beginning of Act Three. Is what you heard. Can I ask? This I feel like this is a reasonable question. Okay, a lot of times I might uh-huh. nitpick about continuity errors and stuff, but how, in fact, did Marge? Ask Kent Brockman to stay with them. Robbie, I, I don't understand. Are you saying that there's no way that uh, they know each other? Yeah, that's exactly. Well, okay. One, let's establish some things. Okay. I'm not going to necessarily say you have to like keep all this stuff set in stone, hard, but hard facts or anything, but Kent has a family. He has a wife and kids, right? I'm not making that up. I mean, I guess. I mean, one time he had a, a girlfriend, I think. Okay, he has kids. He has children. We see him at his home in, I believe, the the Malibu Stacy episode. We saw him at his home with his daughter. 
Also right? Dog of Death. Yes. We see them in his home. He It's on the record that he makes hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. He wins the lottery in some episode, but he keeps going to work. Um, and because he makes, I think he says $500,000 a year. Why on earth does he need to go to the Simpsons house? Because when the Simpsons aren't on screen. <sighs> I can't, Matt. What, like, I cannot with this. Like I know. Wh- I know. Like, there's literally zero reason for him, for Kent Brockman. He, he, guys, we don't need the Simpsons to be involved with this. Or, and or, here's the other thing. Let's say you want the Simpsons to be involved because this is the Simpsons. Okay. I'm not necessarily agree with you, but hey, I understand. The show is called The Simpsons. I get it. You want at least a Simpsons character to be involved. Maybe spend 10 minutes of your show establishing a connection between one of them and Kent Brockman. Maybe have Lisa be like, like, I don't know, she's interested in the news. So she like goes and becomes like an intern on the weekend or something with Kent. That would be interesting. That would be a great way to start it off is, oh, Lisa is is wanting to be friends with Kent and uh, or, or to learn the news because she wants to get interested in journalism because Marge used to be interested in journalism. And so she goes inside for the TV. The, you could start the episode right there. That's just the way it starts. And have Homer involved as a B plot of like his ice cream, whatever, and have him show up and still like, I don't know, like whatever. Regardless, Kent Brockman's with Simpsons. Why? Why and Marge? Marge goes, oh, I invited him. I was worried he'd kill himself. And you're like, are we really? He's one. We have no connection with Kent Brockman, so I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what happens to him. Two. Every single time he's been on screen, he's shown to be wealthy, a rich person who has lots and least, lots of money. Yeah, a, a decent amount of money, enough that he can be unemployed for a little bit and be fine. I'm guessing. Is there only one news station in town? No, we've seen that there are other news stations. He couldn't go get a job with it. Like, there's all this, like that, like, uh, all this mess and like re- what I call reality, uh, infecting, uh, causing problems. Uh, but then we get this suddenly, Matt. Suddenly, Matt. Okay, mm-hmm. why is this about Fox News now? What does this have to do with Fox News? Uh, no idea. What? Like, this is a different episode, guys. If you want to talk about Fox News and its problems, uh, even then, 2007, go for it. But you have to, it's a, that's a big topic. You can't just introduce it with five minutes to go. Sure you can, Robbie. Okay. Homer is what, watches Fox News. And now he's just uh, one of those, he's just one of those idiots. Or just blah, 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 blah. Um, we cut to... Birch Barlow on TV, which this might be the most annoying part of the entire episode. It's a tough, there's a tough competition here, but it might be the most annoying because Lisa, they're watching Fox News and then they're watching Fox with it's Homer, Lisa, Kent on the couch. Watching Fox News and Fox, Fox News and Fox. They switch back and forth over and over again. Homer was like a mindless automaton at this point, um, yelling and screaming whenever the whichever news program appears we're not news program. It's a reality show, I believe on Fox about bikini girl, uh, flight attendants or pilots or running an airline. I don't know. It's all made up. It's called landing strip, um, which is not a bad fake name. I'll give them that for, no. uh, for that kind of reality show. But then we, we get, I don't even know what, where 
Lisa goes, how can Fox and Fox News have such different content? Fox is so raunchy. Fox News is so conservative. And it's that it, Matt, I, I can't. I'm at this point. I'm like, I just want to scream. I'm like, Lisa, <laughs> Lisa, one, the people who consume the, that is not mutually exclusive group. OK, there are people who consume both. There's, there's a difference. Like, I don't like, do you need it? OK, oh boy, um, this is a bigger. But then but then, Matt, OK, so Lisa's like, well, why is this blah, blah, blah. And. I just want to yell like Lisa. That's on purpose. The the same audience likes both those things, but then Kent goes, Matt. I should have, I should probably should have pulled this clip, but I, it honestly pained me to listen to it. Kent goes, "It's an open secret. Fox transgresses FCC regulations, and the fines get funneled to the conservatives who run Fox News." How does that make any sense? Are you asking me? I no, I'm asking th- them because this makes no sense whatsoever. No, it makes zero sense. And I like and it, like they're p- painting in this big bombshell. I'm like um this makes zero sense. And it comes out of nowhere. This is where I write what is going on in our notes. <laughs> Fox the network doesn't really transgress against FCC regulations. Like I know more than other the uh, the ABC or CBS. No, no. Like they they do like they might get caught on minor things like on the show football or something like an audience member screaming a curse word and then not cutting it quick enough or something. But there's no they don't they don't like it's okay to show bikini girls on TV. No one is a that's not a regulation. What are they talking about, Matt? What is going on? I have no idea, Robbie. It's 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 a way to. <sighs> it's a nice way to say this. Uh, poke fun at the conservative slant of large media uh, properties, but it's a way in a nonsensical um, uh, way that they can't get mad at. Basically, I, I I don't know. Like, what is this? I don't know what this episode is about. It's just it just dances around different subjects. It's not really about. It feels like oh no, it's actually it's about news. I'm like no, it's not. It's not really about anything. Because uh, the moment it settles on something, it turns into something else. Like Flanders is like watched our group, but we never see Flanders again. Homer loves Fox News, but as soon as they do this stuff, Homer's gone from the episode until the end, which is even more baffling. So Lisa, hearing this from Kent, oh, this is a big bombshell. It, this doesn't make any sense, Lisa. You're smarter than that, I think. Um, but. She convinces Kent, we need to get back into the game. We're going to do underground guerrilla newscasts with a webcam. Okay, Kent and Lisa film a news story. Here we go. Four, three, two. Good evening. Thank you for inviting me into your laps. Friends, the press and the government are in bed together in an embrace so intimate and wrong, they could spoon on a twin mattress and still have room for Ted Koppel. Journalists used to question the reasons for war and expose abuse of power. Now, like toothless babies, they suckle on the sugary teat of misinformation and poop it into the diaper we call the 6 o'clock news. Demand more of your government. Demand more of your press. Hello, primate. This is a wake-up call. (laughs) Vote out your so-called representatives. Reject your corporate masters. Buy nothing. Hug your children. Love the one you're with. Look at that rebel rouser. He's threatening our ill-gotten gains. 
Gold, darn it! I worked hard to ill get those gains. How do we stop them? I could Dracula bite him. Oh, actually, Krusty and I have been working on a plan to take out Brockman. You want to start? No, why don't you start? Oh, but you're so good at starting. You really think so? Oh, I know so. Go on. All right. <laughs> Do you think there's something going on between those two? To find out, I could turn myself into a bat and follow them around. Oh, you couldn't even get our pizza orders right. Every order is half this, half that. It's confusing. What a waste of time. I get, I mean, we've been over the reasons for how terrible some of the episodes are and, and the lack of time they have to make 22 good episodes. But God, it hurts to watch. Really? You're like, well, like you're like the moment you're like, wait, there's some, oh, there's nothing because we cut to this is Republican headquarters, local Republican headquarters used before uh, in the show. Um and they're they're they are threatened by Kent Brockman and what he's and the fact that he's saying very vague things on a webcam in black and white mm-hmm. um, about not questioning the media or something. It, it, it's not very clear. He's not breaking any news stories. He is just spouting off random nonsense that you can find all over the Internet back even in 2007. Uh, there we see a lot of like we see you know Mel there and we see other Springfieldians watching this webcam. How how did they do that? Not uh, I don't know, Robbie. Yeah, I don't either. Like, there's no like they just are watching him. Like, it doesn't work like that. You don't just like know that someone is broadcasting the news when he can't go out on MySpace and tell everyone to watch this webcam. Twitch didn't exist. YouTube barely existed. Mm-hmm. Okay. But some, some guy doing news into his webcam. Everyone could watch that. Yeah. So they're threatened by this. Uh, but it's not really... That's not the focal point. I want to make that very clear. The focal point is maybe Krusty and Lindsay Nagel are in a relationship. And also Dracula is having trouble with pizza orders. Grandpa jokes, Matt. This is a grandpa joke. What is funny uh-huh. about... Gra- Dr- Why is... Okay. So it's written by grandpa. So the Republican Party HQ is upset at Kent. They're threatened by him. They need to do something to control control Kent. But then we get the inverse of this. And you would say, well, this is great. This is going to get us right to a big conflict of the episode about Kent, you know, going back and forth and being challenged by like being a part of Lisa and being a member of this like guerrilla broadcast. And but oh, but the conflict is with the Republican Party HQ and the, what they're going to do and try and sway him. That they, they could really build to a plot here. Oh no, it's a. The, this is the last clip. The episode's over. Kent, your righteous political commentary rocks. Yeah, you know how many stars out of five I gave the YouTube of your webcast? Five, and I never give five. It's true. He never does. Mr. Brockman, you're a huge hit. Really? How wide is the web? world wow can't we want to offer you your old job back with a 50 percent pay increase hmm lisa close your eyes for two seconds one two i held out as long as i could i guess there's just no place for truth and bravery in today's media true but there's room for the truth in this household 
Want to hear something really bad Kent told me about the Fox Network? Of course. Gosh, Dad, your hands are shaking. I know, because this one's really, really bad. For years now, Fox has been programming shows that the whole family can enjoy. <gasps> oh, my God. You don't suppose they're going to start... Entertaining America with hits like House, American Idol, and American Idol Results Show. I'm afraid they might. But I will not be silenced. The truth is... Hilarious. Okay, what I was going to say was... Shh. Mm-hmm. Still hilarious. Okay. I... We can I, just move past all this. I... We actually, like... I... I uh, this is a mess. That's what this is. It makes no sense at all. Uh, zero sense. Why? Like, why, we barely ha- we like. Oh, Kent's plot is over, and oh, the episode's over. Can't ex- like. It's not necessarily bad to end the episode with Kent accepting a big job offer and going back to um the mainstream news position that he had. That could be a capper on an episode like this, but. It literally, like, we've just got the first part of the plot, and now it's over. And then this weird meta-narrative thing where we're supposed to, as an audience, think that Homer Simpson, the character on this television show, got intel from Kent Brockman, another character on this television show, about Fox. But not the Fox within The Simpsons the real life Fox and that it is such a big bombshell that the Fox censors censored their own show, right? That's what's going on here. Basically. Yes. It's very stupid. It's incredibly stupid. It's very stupid. Um, and it doesn't make any sense within the context of the rest of this episode because none of this was like, it just, it became about Fox like three minutes ago. Before that, there was no mention of Fox or Fox News. It had nothing to do with that. It was more, it was about censorship. But then it's not like, it's just a, all over the place. What a bad episode. Matt, it's so bad. Mm, it's incredibly bad and it's boring and it, it goes nowhere and it's muddled and it's just stupid. Just so stupid. Matt, do you have a question for me? Robbie, is this episode broken? We'll rank it at the end of the show. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Uh-huh. Of course. Yeah, obviously. Um, it's not that well, hard. The real question is, how, well, yeah, like, which plot do you want to focus on? <laughs> I'm going to... Because you've got to pick one. I mean, I'm going to... Yes, obviously, there's a bunch of mess here, but you can... It doesn't have to be so muddled. It doesn't have to be so messy. It's... I'm going to pick the thing that makes me most interested, Matt, honestly. And the fact that I do see a diamond in the rough here. I do see potential. Like I said, the Simpsons are about television. They're about the reflections of what television says about America and what it says about its audience. I'm going to pick, you know, and I would love to have a a supporting cast that is filled with characters that I empathize with. And sure, season 18 is basically incapable of flushing out supporting characters anymore. The reason we like Ned so much, we like Selma and Patty so much, why we like Skinner so much or Edna 
is because they got really good episodes in the best years of The Simpsons, and people spent time on those episodes, and they really focused, and they really tried their best to make those fully fleshed out people. And for a long time after that, basically, The Simpsons just allowed that to coast and hope that people would remember that stuff instead. In fact, they mention it specifically in this episode. They call out a poo, another one of those characters that we have a lot of feelings about because they have really good episodes written about them once upon a time. I would love that to continue to be the case, even if by season 18, no one cared. Um, I want Kent Brockman to be an interesting character. I don't want him to be a one note anchor of a small town. Uh, uh, new station. I want him to be interesting. I want him to have a nuance. Um, and I say you center it around him and Lisa. And you do exactly what I said to be at the beginning. You have Lisa want get interested in journalism. That's what starts this episode. It has nothing to do with stupid Pictionary or dog parks or Mars running doing running across town. No dentist trips. It's Lisa getting interested in journalism, seeing an open intern position at the news station and taking it. And she gets paired as Kent Brockman's assistant. And she is our perspective character that leads us to, hey, Kent, and what is he facing? And he starts off with the Kent we are more familiar with, the Kent who does just, you know, he wants to make his money. He wants to be on TV. He's vain. He doesn't mind a fluff piece through a connection with Lisa. Lisa telling him, oh, well, she goes, well, what about this news story? What about that news story? Isn't that interesting? Couldn't we talk about that? And Kent goes, eh, well, that doesn't draw the views. And, and But Lisa goes, well, well, but you went to journalism school, didn't you? And And then we get a flashback maybe with Kent as a young man who still had uh, firm beliefs about truth and, and, and uh, putting truth to power as you said, uh, Matt. And that leads into a clash with management, leads to him wanting, to, and you don't make him getting fired. Anything about swearing on the air, you make it about, you. like, you, here, this is how you want to, you want to, like, uh, call into question the news media. You want to call into question, e- even if, you, I don't, you, I, I think n- name-dropping Fox News is honestly the wrong, the wrong tact. You don't need to name drop Fox News. People know about Everyone Fox News. Everyone knows who you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. You don't need to like call them out and say the name over and over and over again. That it, it's 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 hurting your overall message. Uh, and frankly, Fox News is not the only problem. Um, but you have can't want to publish a story or do a story about something. Management tells him no. He does it anyway. He gets fired because of that. That is a that that is interesting conflict that is actually on theme and makes us root for Kent when he is willing to defy his his managers for truth and for Lisa ostensibly because that's also what Lisa wants. It makes us root for him. It makes us empathize with him and gives him character. And then well, yeah, and, and go ahead, man. And then. Sorry, I was going to chip in and just say, and then if you want to have it go back to the status quo, you can have him tempted back by money and fame and all this stuff. And you could have it end with him being hopeful for the future or him just being a sellout. And that works equally well. I mean, it is like, and then you have, you do have, um, you can still have a, like a guerrilla broadcast, but you have to be smart about it. You have to. You have to like show a, a a build to it. You have to show them working with a lot of other people, 
and trying to build a, a culture, a subculture. And then they're building a story, maybe that uh, Kent got a window into it. And and just as they're about to break the story, Kent gets pulled back for whatever reason. You could even and you could even have like Kent leave a letter for Lisa and say it got too big for me. It's too dangerous. They, you know, something alluding to a bigger problem that he that feels like he is unable to to attack something else. And it returns back to the status quo. Kent is, and we end here. This is it, Matt. This is perfect. We end the we end the broadcast. We end the show in the episode with Lisa watching a broadcast of Kent. Kent is the anchor again. He's he's. I'm glad to be back. Blah 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 blah. He's doing his normal thing, and then maybe there is a subtle nod to Lisa and what is what he and how he still necessarily believes in her and what she can do. You can do both. You can return to effectively the same status quo, but also not point and wink and nod at the fact that you did advance this character's uh, depth and the fact that Lisa is a character that has always been shown throughout The Simpsons as a character with potential and uh, the ability to change uh, the status quo in the future, basically. This, this undetermined future that we actually will never see. Lisa can do it. That's how you do this episode. Mm -hmm. If you want it to be about Kent and Lisa and news, that is what you do. You do not like, I don't, I don't know what this is. This is not about that. This episode is about nothing. This is, this is mad libs. This is, it has like at times it has like the sheen of being about a real thing, but it is about nothing. This is not about Fox news. This is not about uh censorship. It's not about news media. It's not about politics. Like having the, like them saying yelling the words Fox and Fox News over and over again and having Homer be like the stereotype and having the Republican Party be there with Burns and Dracula. Like that's all a facade. That's all like smoke and mirrors. It's not meaningful. It's not parody. It's not satire. It's just stupid. Mm -hmm. And it is a big bummer. We well, when Matt and I watched an episode like twenty four minutes last week, and it's certifiably enjoyable and feels like well put together and structured and like is fun, and then you watch this mess because this is what this is. This is just twenty minutes of stupid, and it feels like it is a, it is not even a first draft. Like I when I say this feels like something people someone scribbled on a napkin while they're eating chicken fingers. That's what this feels like. Mm -hmm. That's what this feels like. It's it's shameful. I would feel ashamed if I put something out like this. Millions of people watch this, and, I, and you have your name on it? Ugh. Most watched thing on Disney Plus, Matt. I mean, <laughs> The Simpsons in general, or these particular ones? The Simpsons in general, but this I'm, I'm sure okay. this is among it. Um, I mean, there's a lot of Simpsons, to be fair, you know? So it makes it kind of easy for it to be the number one when there's literally no other property they have on there that can even close to rival the amount of hours they have of The Simpsons. Yeah, there's a lot like what, like Star Wars, the Marvel movie, like Mar like Marvel TV shows and Marvel movies combined don't even get close to the amount of runtime of The Simpsons over the years. It's not even close. Oh, uh, boy. OK. OK, Matt, we can move on. Finally, to our next segment It's time for comments and news group. OK, here we are. Alt dot nerd dot obsessive. Comments and news group is where we ask our beloved patrons on patreon.com slash the simpson show to leave their thoughts and review of this episode uh, and we read it on the air 
appreciate everyone who took the time to watch this drek and left a nice review. Appreciate you all. You're We're the best. so sorry, guys. Really, we we should have just skipped and pretended it didn't exist, but we didn't. So sorry. You don't, we don't skip episodes, Matt. You know, We're, mm-hmm. it's part of the blood oath. I'm not even sure. I'm pretty sure, Matt. Like you know, we jo- I joked we joked earlier about oh well, eventually we will die and we don't do this podcast anymore. But I'm pretty sure that the blood oath will keep us alive in perpetuity until the Simpsons. Oh no. Like, I don't want like it to, though. We're going to be liches, like podcast liches, you and me. I mean, I like the idea of living forever, but uh, that that's terrifying. Yeah. Our, I mean, our, it's a small price to pay to live forever, really. Our phylactery is the Simpsons. As long as they're on, we're alive. All right. Here we are, season 600. Yeah. First, Tim, last week's episode, 24 Minutes, came into this week as the median-ranked episode of all time, per Matt and Robbie, 189 out of 377. So... I, I that's fun i think that's really interesting about the 24 minutes we just we we called it good right we really liked it best episode of season 18 by far and it is literally right in the middle <laughs> of, yeah. our, of our ring that's that's the way season 18 works yeah. uh tim continues after this episode i feel approximately 100 percent safe that it'll be in the top half the season 18 finale featured many of the tropes we've seen recently eight plus minutes to get to the main plot including many sequences that weren't funny to begin with that dragged and dragged and on and on also, the root plot isn't necessarily a bad idea. One could get to the point quickly by having Kent Brockman nail FU upon hearing that his Mideast analysis uh, isn't being pulled in favor of some insipid human interest story while still on the air. I'd certainly believe that. There wasn't anything too offensive about this, just a lot of wasted time, so forecast number 342. Side note, don't look up, is well worth your time. Main plot is about how Earth folk respond to a comet about to hit the Earth, but there's so much more than that. I've heard very mixed things about don't look up. I am curious about it, though. Uh, next from Derek, this episode really disappoints me. This show is filled with such rich and vibrant characters, and there's so much untapped potential. A show focusing on Kent Brockman had promised, but ultimately went nowhere. Of course he moves in with Simpsons for no reason. They do the most boring and tired thing they could have done, and then the episode just kind of fizzles out. It's yet another limp, lifeless outing in the Algene years, but this one is a particular letdown because it could have been so much more. Next up from Benjamin see why they chose this one to have the 20th anniversary intro. They had a ton of time to fill and still did nothing. We spent more time with the dentist than with Kent. The whole Kent plot was a paragraph. This was a complete mess. Somehow nothing interesting or funny happens for 22 minutes, and then it ends limply. Cannot think of a better way to end season 18. That is very appropriate. Uh, from Lauren, the couch scene is by far the best part of this episode and got a laugh. For an episode that's about Ken Brockman, it took forever to get to him, and of course had to involve Homer because reasons. Don't you start, Matt. She, she she even says it. I think an episode focused on Brockman forming a webcam show, blasting news programs could have been a great episode. But asking the writers to be satirical is too much in season 18. There are so many bad jokes in this episode, as well as the normal issues like it being boring and semi-offensive like most of the season. I will say the extra sketch and crusty scenes got a smile. But overall, shock value would be a six. Please tell me season 19 is better. Could it be worse? I don't think it could be worse, quite frankly. But, you know, there's always room. There's always monkey paw curls Uh, from JJ. How long till they stop with the endless inciting incidents? Everything over the ice cream parlor was pointless. So why not start the episode there? Because fleshing out the main plot requires more work than padding out the runtime with nonsense. Feels like the episode was on the brink of insightful political commentary. If only they managed their time better, didn't have to rush the actual plot within 10 minutes. This is the first episode about Kent Brockman, so you have to make us care about him. And they failed at that, too. The only thing I can give the episode credit for is continuing the show's tradition of mocking their own network. Krusty narrating the itchy and scratchy episode was a highlight, but for being the 400th episode, it was pretty disappointing. Uh, from Hoffa. 
Not good. D minus. Sure, it's great to bury Fox News, but this episode barely scratched the surface. Total rush job. Hate. Economical with your words, Hafa. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's, I mean, to be fair, it does not deserve more. Um, we are quite generous. I am quite generous with my words, even though these episodes don't deserve them. Uh, from Kahal, my God, what was this? What was the actual point of this? Was it the eight minutes of inciting incidents, the family going to the dentist, and Homer getting an ice cream cone? Or was it Kent Brockman, generally presented as one of the most deplorable characters of the show, getting fired after being demoted to Weatherman and moving in with the Simpsons just because? With a half-baked direct around the Fox network that suddenly was lifted from an early draft of a much better meta-commentary episode. This was just a random mush of disconnected nonsense. That said, Kent's line, all right, let's get through this, was a pretty good summary of season 18. At least it can't get any less imaginative, right? <laughs> this is the sound of me knocking on wood. You can't hear me crossing my fingers. I'm doing that too. I certainly hope it's better. I hope so. Uh, but that's it for uh News Group. Thank you guys for your reviews. Appreciate them. You can join us by uh, subscribing to our Patreon. Really appreciate it everyone who uh, supports us that way we can move on to our next segment it's time for the listener question of the week let's try one more number <gasps> yellow kbbl is gonna give me something stupid well hot dog we have a wiener yellow our listener question of the week this week is what is your favorite Kiefer sutherland movie matt take it away all righty uh, we're going to start uh, with Mark, and I'm going to go with Stand By Me. It's a film that I grew up on. He pulled off the bully role in the 80s film very well. That is very true. I think we're going to see a lot of stuff like that, quite frankly, uh, from Tim. When I was first dating my wife, I found Freeway in the dollar bin. It qualifies as a dollar well spent. I've never seen Freeway. Have you, Robbie? I had. I have, I, have, I guess, an ex-girlfriend who really liked that movie. Uh, so, yes, I have seen that movie, Matt. All right, then. There you go. It's not a bad movie, uh, but Warren. it does nece not necessarily have great memories attached to it. <laughs> uh, from Lauren, uh, my answer is the wrong one, as it's not a very popular movie. That being said, nostalgia is a huge thing with me. I remember loving this movie as a child. As an adult, it is a guilty pleasure. My choice is Disney's Three Musketeers. I know he's been in many better movies, but this is my favorite. Oh, do, do not worry about that, Lauren. That is a great movie. It's, it's awful, but it's also hilarious to watch. That is... I would also call it a guilty pleasure because it's just so much fun uh, from Hava. Not a movie, but designated survivor is a great TV show for one season. Well, a lot of, a lot of stuff is good for one season <laughs> uh, from Kahal. Have to say, stand by me. Always found Kiefer's terrifying psychopath performances to be his best. I mean, you know, there's, there's probably a little more reality in there than we're all, uh, you know, comfortable with uh, from at board ATX stand by me. Uh, from at energy turtle i don't know if i would call this a Kiefer sutherland movie or just a movie he's in but stand by me is a perfect movie and he is spot on as a stephen king bully that's true he does have a lot of the characteristics of a specific uh stephen king bully uh from matt groshans kevin fire walk with me the twin peaks film excellent cast Kiefer, bowie chris isaac etc in a typically strange lynch film oh boy uh, uh from matt, <laughs> <laughs> dark city one of the best movies ever i think robbie would agree with you there Amen. Uh, from at Brian, at Brian J. Field, Lost Boys. From at MLang15, Phone Booth. Uh, our first Phone Booth. Robbie, have you seen it? Yeah. You haven't seen Phone Booth? Is it, it, no, I haven't. Isn't that the one with Colin Farrell who's stuck on a phone booth for the entire movie? <laughs> no, that's, what, Robbie? No, you're thinking of Phone Booth 2, Matt. You're thinking of the sequel. Oh, okay. 
just checking. No, that yes, you're, that's uh, the that is the movie, Matt. Yeah. Okay. Uh, phone booth. Talk about something that really qualifies as a period piece now. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, at Hardware 04, a time to kill. Yeah, he's evil, but we get that iconic Sammy Jackson line. Fair. Uh, from Matt Willie Hears, if the answer isn't the Lost Boys, then I don't want to know about it. Robbie, what is your answer? Um, I am echoing one at, at one thirty eight bit Dark City. Uh, oh, love Dark City. Uh, I do want to specify. I think I've said this on the air before. Uh, if you haven't seen Dark City, which not a lot of people have, it's relatively unknown. Um, watch the director's cut. Much better, way better than the theatrical cut. Uh, just as easy to find. Um, but Dark City is great. Uh, I think it's the best of those movies from that time period uh, from the 90s that are all like those, you know, films like The Matrix or uh, The 13th Floor or Existence or uh, uh, even Memento, like movies like that that are questioning our reality about our existence. Dark City is one of them. I have a Dark City tattoo. I love the movie so much. Um just wonderful Kiefer does a really great job um playing a really strange character probably his most like weirdest like it's not he's not he's kind of a gray character and I think that's really interesting because a lot of time Kiefer has been either like oh he's a complete evil maniac or he's just like the good guy you know like in 24 per se he's like oh he's the good guy but in Dark City he plays this really interesting morally gray character who's kind of pulled in a lot of directions I love it. Now, Matt, you, last week, you said, I have the right answer. Now, what is that, Matt? I'm so interested. I need the to know. The correct answer is Lost Boys, because if you have, have not seen Kiefer Sutherland in Lost Boys, it is a bonkers performance that will leave you scarred, but not necessarily in a bad way. Uh, so, yes, that is the correct answer. Oh, the correct answer. I mean, Lost Boys is great. It's my number two. If I'm picking key for movies, he's, it's number two. Yeah, I love Lost Boys. What other vampire movie has a big shirtless man playing saxophone in it? Exactly, and who is integral to the plot, and who has two has both the Corys. What you more? can't get by with just one Corey. Yeah, if a movie only has one Corey, why would you bother even watching? Exactly. Like I love the Lost Boys. Uh, my own vampire novel, Death Rattle, was influenced heavily by the Lost Boys. So I'm not going to say, but Dark City is better in all ways. So it is actually the right answer. Matt's wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> next week's question what is your favorite moment from season 18 not a lot to pick from <laughs> so it shouldn't be too difficult i will have to think about it frankly because there's not that many it's gonna be hard to pick through my memories of the season not just be overwhelmed and want to vomit um but i'll i'll get one matt will too hey guys i like i know that I, I don't know. I definitely get when I ask these at the end of each of these terrible seasons, someone says when it ends. But if you say when it ends, I'm not going to pick it anymore. I'm not going to read it. I've read it for the past five seasons or so. So if you answer when it ended, you're not going to get on the air. Sorry. Uh, but that's a forewarning to be open and honest about it. That's, that will be posted on our social media, on Twitter, at Simpsons Show Pod. You can email us at SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com and uh, e- easily find uh, the thread on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. We can move on to our next segment. It is time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. 
The No Google Trivia Challenge, where Matt and I each charge each other with three trivia questions, one easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. Matt has a five-point lead going into our final episode of the season. Dun-dun-dun. So, I, it's not impossible for me to, to pull to pull into to have a victory it's it's more probable that i'll draw it's most probable that i will again lose but that's fine that's okay i don't mind it anymore um let's say for the most drama matt why don't you start with me and your question will be last i don't i think i don't it doesn't really matter honestly we're probably it'll be you know a difference between one a question or two um give me an easy question all right, so your easy question. Who is Kent Brockman's nemesis at the TV station? Arnie Pie. You are correct, sir. At least, you know, hi- historically, although you could argue Lindsay Nagel in this episode. Mm-hmm. But not many people are. I believe at one point Ken does laugh when it, there's an idea that Arnie might be dead. So yeah. I think that's more accurate. Um, I have, Matt, for this very special occasion, our final episode of season 18, I have gone off my normal formula. Now, your questions are not based around a single episode, but around Kent Brockman in general. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Um, Kent Brockman is voiced by who? Uh, man, you're really, you're really going hard on this one, aren't you? It's not a, it's not a difficult question. I'm going to say... Harry Shearer? You're correct, Matt. Oh, thank God, because I have no idea who voices any of the side characters. It's so easy, you know. Okay. You know what Harry Shearer sounds like? No, I don't. Matt, you've literally watched a movie that he's in as a main character. That? Spinal Tap. Oh, yeah, but... Mm, That's him. I, That's I his voice. That out of my brain. Oh, Spinal Tap's great. You're, something, you're uh, broken inside. Anyway, your medium question. Uh, in Homer's Phobia, what does John say Kent cheated in? What does John say Kent cheated in? Oh, man. What Kant is he cheated in? What did John and Kent be in together? I can, like, picture the scene where, like, John's spilling the beans. Spilling mm. the tea, as they would say. Um, but it's sharing the tea, but yeah. Matt, I've never ascribed to being hip and or cool <laughs> um it's not spelled with it. i swear it's, i mean whatever um i'm like i picture i can literally picture john waters um saying his voice so distinctive i don't remember though i don't know can't cheat he cheated in i can't i don't have it i do not have it okay uh can't shoot in the springfield marathon oh right uh, uh well Oh, that's unfortunate. Okay. Matt, your meaning question. What is the name of the column Kent wrote for PC Magazine? Oh, you can check out my new column. Uh, Oh, God. Uh, I'm not going to waste time. I'm going to call it uh, Quick Bites. That's not bad. That's not a bad name, Matt. Um, The name of the, the, the column is Making the Most of Your Modem. Wow. I was way off, but okay. No, you went with all a, right. You went with a computer pun. It's not so bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Your final question of season eighteen. Mm-hmm. What awards has Kent won as a girly edition? No idea, Matt. Nothing. <laughs> oh, no one's not even gonna try. I, uh, I like six cable ace awards. <gasps> all right. Um, the the ones that he mentions uh, besides the uh, cable ace awards are uh, the twelve newsies, seven iron mics, four golden coifs. 
and something from Del Monte. He's very proud of his Del Monte. He is. It's the most prestigious award that Del Monte uh, gives. Okay, Matt, your hard question. In what episode does Kent make his first appearance? Hmm, his first appearance, um, I want to say it's Krusty Gets Busted. You are correct. What, really? Oh, wow. I was so worried to be something earlier than that. I like, couldn't remember it, but yeah. You are correct, Matt. It is Krusty Gets Busted, his first appearance. I was thinking about switching my medium hard questions and opted not to, and I should have. Um, but should that's, have, yeah. that, it doesn't matter. It's ultimately, it does not matter. Matt is victorious once again for uh, season 18. You'll be happy to know, Matt, that you beat your last season's score by a single point. A single point? Oh my goodness, I'm so glad I got the last one right there. You got 39 points last season, you got 40 this season. Unfortunately, I I believe this is my worst season on record. Oh no! I have 32 points for the season. I It is categorically true, I am getting stupider as we go. The Simpsons have had a deleterious effect on my mind. It is, it is, it is factual. There's evidence. So, guys, if you think I'm getting dumber, you are correct. The blood oath is eating away at me, Matt. It's okay, Robert. By, by the time we get to season 600, uh, you're probably going to not be able to do trivia anymore. But that's okay. <laughs> I'll just I'll just be muttering and drooling, um, as the uh, eldritch gods that power our pact take away my soul uh matt wins so matt will choose uh, uh our next episode that we do a bonus commentary track on uh, you don't happen to have it ready do you matt? Mm, i don't know I'll, I'll have to think about it okay think hard matt it's very important um but matt will think about that and we'll get that out there for you fine folks uh but we are not done with this episode because we still have our final segment segment we end every single episode with it's time for best episode ever best episode ever Best episode ever is part of the show. Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as so we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Oh, boy. Um, very bad. Very, very bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would put this. I think it's better at a, at, at, a, at a bare minimum. It is better than Tennis the Menace, which is number 354. On okay. the, on the wow. list, I think it's better than that. I okay. think, think Tennis the fair. Menace is definitively a worse episode. Um, I don't okay, know. But how do you feel about the Grumple? Because I... <laughs> this episode had been improved by the addition of the Grumple. Why do you gotta do things like that, Matt? Uh, <laughs> are you gonna I want to hurt you, Robbie. <laughs> You're doing a good job. Uh, the Grumple, I think, is better than the Grumple. I think it's better than Kill Gill. Uh, I, I think there's. There's a seed of something here that is more interesting, at, at least than kill. I'll even say that those first waste, those the first four minutes of those that were incredibly wasteful, are more entertaining than anything in Kill Gill, uh, volumes one and two. Above that is Kiss Hiss Bang Bangalore. I think this is still better than that, but I think this is where we're truly looking at somewhere in this territory. Like Million Dollar AB is number three fifty one. And then Mobile Homer, and then the yeah. Monkey Suit, and G.I. Annoyed Grunt. I think it's somewhere in this, somewhere in here. It I does feel think. like it, it, it would be perfect in, in those. As I search for these titles and desperately try to remember what they're about. Um, Million Dollar AB is Grandpa trying to commit suicide. Right. Um, I hate that too. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, the first time uh, I've I believe s- Monkey Suit. I think. Oh God. Uh, so Monkey Suit is the one where uh, they have basically the Scopes Monkey Trial. Yep. Uh, and and science loses. Yep. The GI Annoy Grunt is the one with uh, the. Oh, that's where the military t- tries to conquer Springfield. Yes, that is that one. Um, I think that's worse too. Ice Cream of Margie with the light blue hair. That is Homer becoming an ice cream man. Right. And Marazzi is where he becomes a paparazzi. Yeah. These are all. I think this is. Hmm. At least Homerazzi had a semblance of a plot and logical progression. It's just very poorly done. Yeah. Um, we're, we're close. We're close. I think I think Ice Cream Margie. I would give Ice Cream Margie a, a slight edge to this episode. That sounds good. Because Ice Cream and Margie it doesn't have much, but it does end with like a sweet moment. It doesn't make any sense, but none of these make any sense. It's all nonsense. No, all these really are not all, all these are nonsense episodes. They're all full of just randomness. Um, so I would put the I'd give Ice Cream and Margie with the light blue hair an, an edge over this. Um, they're everything. At least I like. I still like Marge and Homer. Uh, I don't like Kent at all ever. So why would nope. I root for him in this? Um, so that is, you can't always say what you want. Hey, Matt. Um, well, let me, let me, I'll do this first. So this is number, new number 348 on our list, uh, right below Ice Cream and Margie with light blue hair and right above G.I. Annoyed Grunt, G.I. Doe, uh, new number 157 on our post Golden Years ranking. Uh, while we're here, Matt, uh, what do you do? What do you think the original title for this episode was? I want you to guess. Uh, something clever, but also misleading. Hmm. Uh, freakus on the family. I don't know. You are thinking much too highly of the Simpsons writing staff. The original title for this was the Kent State Massacre. Wow. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm glad they changed it because that's terrible, guys. You're that's very bad. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? It's good that they changed it at least. Um, so there it is. It's there. It's bad. Uh, we have one more question to answer though. One more question, uh, and that question is: Do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! I mean, there's really no reason to keep it in. There's nothing worthwhile. Zero. Zero valuable content to this episode. So what do we say, Matt? Fire the cannon, Robbie. Fire the cannon. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye, episode. Um, We are back to the top of the list, working our way down, as we answer the same question uh, through all our episodes. And we are now at number 81, which is Lisa Gets an A. All right, an episode, a season 10 episode. There's a few, yeah, a few of them out there. A, a, a good one that I, I absolutely say keep it in the canon. Yeah, Lisa Gets an A is, is, is good. Um, good Lisa episode. A little wonky. I think largely because it's season 10, they couldn't, avoid, they couldn't help themselves. I think Lisa Gets an A probably, if it, they had not done that, could have been even better. But they decided, no, we need wackiness. For no good reason. Um, 
But Lisa gets an A is still in the canon. Yeah, it's valuable. Has interesting stuff to say about Lisa. Uh, still a relatively original idea, even through season 10. Um, it's almost like if you just try and apply yourself, you can still write a perfectly good Simpsons episode, regardless of how what long the show. What a crazy idea, Robbie. Come on. Uh, you just, like, yeah, I know it's been on for a long time, It's but those characters are still tried and true archetypes. I don't know why you can't. Oh, it's hard. Got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Understood. Takes, time. takes work. Got it. Takes hard work. Takes some time. Understood. Um, well, that's that. Our next episode, Matt, is the first episode of season 19. Oh, wait. No, it's not. No, it's not, Robbie. It's not because. Don't forget. Don't forget. Because we are not moving straight on to season 19. We are going to cover the movie. We said we would. We have decided on a format. And that format is we are going to split the movie up into three parts and do three episodes, part one, part two, part three of the Simpsons movie, um, doing our basically our normal format. Uh, we're trying to keep everything roughly the same as we normally would. Um, yeah, uh, I think we we have a Simpsons movie, the Simpsons movie commentary track on our Patreon, one of the very first things we did. But uh, we have, we're going to we're going to do it. it was, it's very important part of the history of the show. Uh, I think actually it says kind of interesting things about where the show, what the show was, what the show became, and what the show will become after it. Um, so we're going to talk about that. And uh, so our next three episodes, give you guys a warning, are going to be the Simpsons movie, and then we will continue on into season 19, which we'll talk about that when we get there. Uh, unfortunately, we'll. Maybe it'll be better. Oh, Robbie, you're so cute. <laughs> Oh, yep, I guess that's fair. Um, That will do it for this episode. Um, You can find all this stuff at our website. It's thesimpsonshow.com. has links to everything to our uh, Twitter, to our RSS feed, and the link to our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash thesimpsonshow. You can help support the show and get a lot of bonus content. We'd really appreciate you if you did that. Uh, we we really are appreciative of all the people on our Patreon. You're, they're the best people on Earth, obviously. Uh, you can find me online. On Twitter, at Robbie Dorman. That's my name. My website is also just my name. It's RobbieDorman.com, which has links to basically all I do on the internet, um, including links to my other podcasts and links to purchase my horror novels. I have nine of them out, guys. Nine novels. Uh, you should go check out all of them. My newest is called What Dwells Beneath the Waves. It is a Carl Heisen meets H.P. Lovecraft um, mystery suspense horror story set in the Florida Keys in the midst of a hurricane as uh, a reporter tries to stop a Florida man Eldritch cultist from ultimately destroying the world. Uh, it's real good. You should go buy it and read it. And uh, frankly, go read it and buy all my books. They're all great. I wrote them. So, of course, they are. Um, I also just started a YouTube channel. I've been putting the link in our show notes. Go subscribe to that. It's uh, writing tips. I mean, even if you don't necessarily need writing tips in your data life, it would be really it could be a good solid for me if you subscribed because I need to get to a certain number before they'll let me do things with my YouTube channel. So go get all your six Google accounts and hit subscribe, even if you never look at it. It's perfectly fine. I don't care. Um, you need to tell YouTube that I'm important, right? Exactly. Robbie is a very important content creator. <laughs> don't don't put that don't, don't, don't put that curse on me, Ricky Bobby. Um, <laughs> uh, Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is true. I spend all my time caring for kittens, which you can see the adorable little moppets at Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S uh, on Instagram. You can see our new arrivals uh, who are all some form of gray because, well, 
they're all gray in some way, but they're incredibly cute. Uh, so you could check them out and perhaps adopt one. My, I have one. Okay, my I have a minor complaint, Matt. Oh dear, you not you didn't name one Gandalf? Uh, not the not the gray. No, uh, we almost named one. Oh, I think it was Deep Space Sparkle or something like that, but uh, uh, that was nixed, unfortunately. Gandalf's a great name for a cat. Okay, it is. It is. I I will I will file a formal complaint with the namer. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Um. But you guys should follow that. It's really good. Those kittens are really cute. I I will uh, concur. It's they're they're very cute kittens. I almost took one home over the Christmas break, but because he that kitten. Just so you know, Robbie is now named Snicket. That's not a bad name. It's all right. I could do better, obviously, but you know that's uh, because uh-huh. I'm the best. Um, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you. I'm Robbie, and I'm Matt. Thank you for watching this episode. Shh.